T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to WFAN KM to AM right now. Joining me is Brian Hoke, Yankees beat writer, beat reporter for MLB. He's the GOAT, one of my favorites. Good guy, a guy that I've been a fan of for a while, and it's always a pleasure to have you on, Brian. What's up? What's up, Keith? How you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm great. I'm I'm happy to get to host uh, for five hours and to be on earlier. And now that the Yankees are done. I won't be on till two a.m. Uh, <laughs> I, I like I went to sleep last night by twelve. It was crazy. I woke up this morning. And I just like didn't know what to do. So there are some positives to the Yankee season being over. You know, I bet you probably would have rather not had a good night's sleep, but, uh, you know, hey, you know, take it when you can get it, I guess. I guess I would have been asleep, uh, I don't know, if they were still playing. Like, you know, I was thinking last night before I went to sleep, I'm like, it's raining. If they did force this game to happen, it would have been postponed. I'm like, Mother Nature's against us. They didn't want the Yankees getting there, and the Yankees didn't want to get there themselves. They played terribly. Yeah, on all the lists of things I would list, I wouldn't say Mother Nature is number one there. The reason <laughs> the Yankees aren't advancing, um, yeah, I, I just think, that, man, they got completely outplayed in this series. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have asked me, you know, what was it like in the clubhouse, you know, after game four? And what I came back and said was, in 2017 in Houston, I, I watched CeCe Sabathia crying in there. In 2019, I saw Brett Gardner, tears coming out of his eyes, and you know, uh, just pin drop silent. This one... Um, because I feel like in 17 and 19, the Yankees felt like they were so close and it just got taken away from them. This one, I felt like guys were kind of like, wow, they, they smoked us and you know, the, the better team won. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't feel like it was even close. Um, you know, obviously they were upset and you know, it, it, it stinks when your season's over, but this one, I don't think the heartbreak was there just because the Astros, the writing was on the wall. I mean, they were the better team for four straight games. Yeah, I mean, they were the bully, and sometimes you just know you can't beat the bully up. He's bigger than you, he's stronger than you, he's older than you, he's gotcha. <laughs> so, Brian, uh, I thought that somebody made a troll account. You know how they make, like, fake Jeff Passan accounts on Twitter, or, you know. Uh, I thought somebody gotcha, because I read a tweet that said, Aaron Boone said that Chad Bowling, the Yankees' <laughs> mental skills coach, was sending around highlight videos of the 2004 Red Sox this morning. Eduardo Perez also FaceTimed David Ortiz into Boone's office pregame. I honestly, like, I I didn't say a word on Twitter. I think I liked the tweet, bookmarked it, and mm-hmm. I, I made sure it was you. 
But around that time, it was 4.15. I was deciding whether I wanted to make the trek to Yankee Stadium. And I'm like, nah, something is up. That's wrong. I don't know what is going on. There's an identity crisis. Please fill me in on how you learned about that and what your thoughts are about that. Uh, that seemed just strange and misplaced and unnecessary for Wait me. Wait a second, Keith. So you didn't go to Yankee Stadium because I tweeted something? I had no idea I had that kind of power. You do. I mean, there was a few things. <laughs> I knew the game was going to be delayed to 830. Yeah. Uh, it was Sunday. I was watching football. Uh, my wife came home. My sister was in town. And when I'm, you know, checking the vibes online of what the fans are saying, 4, four o'clock, 4.15, I caught that tweet. And I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. This makes no sense. It is true. It did happen. Uh, Chad Bowling was sending it out. And I don't think it's uncommon for them to send out motivational videos. But uh, in this case, Look, there's not a lot of examples of teams, especially in baseball, that have come back from 3-0 down. You know, I'm sure if there was a Tigers or Dodgers or Padres or any other team, they would have sent that one. But there's one example. I think there was one out of 39 that have ever come back, and it just happens to be the one that <laughs> defeated the Yankees in heartbreaking, crushing fashion. And so, um, yeah, it's funny. I was uh, talking to David Cohn on the field about it, and I said, and Coney wasn't on those 2004 Yankees, but he played with a lot of those guys. He played with Cheater, and he played with Mo and uh, Posada, and you know, I, I just said, how do you think those guys would have taken this? And he he shook his head and he laughed. He said, I think there's a lot of people laughing up in Red Sox Nation right now. And so, uh, yeah, I think it, it it missed the mark. I, I get why they did it. I, I get the understanding of it. I even called Boone on that to his face. I said, you know, I understand why you would do that, but don't you think it's a little strange to be sending out a, a video of the Red Sox beating the Yankees? And he kind of laughed and um, you know, downplayed it a little bit. But uh, I, I get the intent there, but to me, it, it fell flat. Yeah, for me, I can't grasp how that's supposed to motivate them watching the guys that came before them lose in Yankee Stadium, and that was one of the worst moments. And then they just made another one with the Astros celebrating on that field after being swept in the ALCS. For me, I just was like going back to when I was in high school and that happened. That was when my like childhood fandom died as a Yankee fan. That's when I felt like I, I started to become a grown man. I'm like, wait, they're not going to win? They're not going <laughs> back to the World Series? They actually blew a 3-0 lead? That could happen. The curse ends. But, you know, here we are. So let's talk about this current team now. You know, that's in the past. Uh, I, I don't understand the David Ortiz thing either, villain. But, um... You know, after where do where do the Yankees go from here? You're swept in the ALCS. You've lost five straight ALCS. That's never been done before. The Astros own you. People are saying the Astros are the Yankees' daddy. That's three ALCS, 17, 19, 22. What do they do now in this offseason, right? The offseason is supposed to be about getting better. Yes, they won 99 games. Yes, they won the AL East. But what do they do to get good enough to beat the Astros? Yeah, let me just go back for one second. The David Ortiz thing, that was kind of like, because uh, ESPN had availability with Boone in his office, and so that was Eduardo Perez, who's obviously on radio. Um, that wasn't about the 04 Red Sox. That was about the fact that Big Poppy, I guess, on TV that day had worn a Philadelphia Eagles jersey. And um, so Boone has a, a, a Dawkins jersey hanging in his office at Yankee Stadium. So that was kind of like why it was like, hey, you know, Philly Eagles, you know, that kind of thing. It wasn't about like, hey, please tell us how to be the 2004 Red Sox. So <laughs> okay. that wasn't the vibe there. Um, but I think that got misconstrued a little bit. But it's true that Big Poppy was on FaceTime in Aaron Boone's office before that game. And, and anyway, uh, he's the guy that says, the Yankees lose. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Um, to answer your question, how do the Yankees get better? I think 
you know, and I go back to what I said in 17 and 19 was that the Yankees went toe-to-toe with Houston, and they came away from that series saying, we are close. Like, we are almost right there. And going back to what Aaron Boone said a, a year or two ago about teams have closed the gap on us, which I think even at the time a lot of people were kind of giggling about. Um, now I think the gap between the Yankees and the Astros, who are the cream of the crop, they're the pennant winners, they're in the ALCS every year, they're what – you want to be there. They are the franchise in the American league that you want to be. They're probably going to be the world series champions. I think they're favored in this series. Um, so look, I, I think that uh, the Yankees have a lot of work to do to get there. And, you know, obviously priority number one is figuring out what you're going to do with, you know, the big right fielder who's going to be getting $300 million plus is he coming back? If he's not, then what are you doing? Um, I think that obviously that's the top priority after they figure out, Look, Brian Cashman is a free agent, by the way. I, I believe that the Yankees are going to make him an offer to return. Um, I, I know that fans have been pushing the other way on that, but I, I, expect, I expect Boone to be back next year. I think that Cashman will get an offer to return. I don't have a clear read on what his feeling is one way or the other, but if he if the Steinbergers want him back, put it that way. And so uh, if that's locked in, then what do you do from there? And um, you know, after you figure out Aaron Judge, if you sign Aaron Judge, how much money do you have left to spend? Because this guy's going to get upwards of $40 million a year. Uh, yeah, and here we are. It's going to be a long winter, right? And now you're hearing that the Dodgers are in play and the Giants won't be outbid. And, of course, here in New York, people are saying, hey, Steve Cohen, throw a bag of money at him. In my opinion, you, everything starts with Aaron Judge, and we need an answer on that as soon as possible. I feel like they can't let him go. He's their guy that they drafted, developed, helped make this superstar. He broke records in pinstripes. Like, if Aaron Judge isn't re-signed, then blow the whole thing up. Yeah, I, I just I think the fan reaction will be nuclear if the Yankees somehow do not re-sign Aaron Judge. You know, hey, I get asked a lot. You know, what do you think the chances are? What are the odds? What's the percent? Put a percent on it. Um, you know, just my my personal feeling is eighty percent Judge is back, but that means twenty percent he's not. So I think that it's a it's a real possibility. It's not a probability, I don't think, but uh, it's something you definitely have to think about. Okay, Brian, so who's on the left side of the infield next year on opening day? Who's playing third? Who's playing short? Boy, I would love to see them figure out a way to get Anthony Volpe and Oswald Peraza on the left side of the infield. You know, whichever one you want to put a third base, I, that would not be my bet that that's going to happen. I think that, don't forget, Josh Donaldson is under contract for one more year at big money. You're going to have to. How could if you're I gonna forget? Move, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, if, if you're going to move him, you're going to have to package him with a, a decent prospect to, to get somebody to eat that money or just eat it outright. And I don't see them doing that the way that they stood by Donaldson and talked him up during the postseason, talked about his on base percentage, talked about his defense. Um, but then you look at the rest of his numbers and it was. It, it really hurt them. And, and, yes, I know that he took a lot of fire because of that. And, uh, you know, up and down the lineup. How many guys really did produce in the playoffs? Harrison Bader and Anthony Rizzo. And that's about it, really. Um, but Donaldson definitely uh, had a mark on his back for that. And uh, I feel like Yankee fans, if you go back into next spring training saying Donaldson's at third and IKF is at short, I don't think they're going to be very happy at all. So I think that – you got to change that up somehow. I would love to see Peraza or Volpe get a real shot to win the job in, in spring training. Uh, you know, I, I see people talking about, you know, go out and sign Trey Turner. And, yeah, I mean, you know, just if, if we're plugging in baseball cards, sure, that, that looks awesome. But, um, you know, like I said, everything comes after the judge domino. And if you're going to sign judge, I don't see how they can do 
more than that and still stay under these kind of payroll constraints that they're giving themselves. Right. And I I already know they're going to sell us on, you know, Josh Donaldson's in the best shape of his life this offseason. He's got a new hitting coach. He's coming back. (laughs) They're already going to get us ready for like this new and improved Josh Donaldson at age 37. I'm good on it. And with IKF, it was a struggle all year. And they told you, you know, there's metrics that show he's one of the better shortstops. Well, he was supposed to be a stopgap. Let's stop that. That's enough. That's the stopgap. Now, we saw Peraza, and we know Volpe is right on the doorstep of being a major leaguer. Let's see these guys. You just saw Jeremy Pena get a full year to play in replacement of Carlos Correa, who Yankees fans were screaming for, and he becomes the MVP of the ALCS. So I feel like it's time for the Yankees to v- develop their young guys and let them play even if they have to learn under fire. Yeah, take take the training wheels off. Let Peraza or Volpe try and win that spot. And I, I think the frustrating thing, at least for me, I can speak personally about it, but you know, I'm sure for the fans too, is that it's the gaslighting with IKF because we saw it with our own eyes that this guy would botch a routine ground ball hit at him so many times. And, like, did you ever feel confident with the game on the line with a ball hits IKF? And, um, I, I know it's easy to pile on because of the way the season ended in game four, but this was not something that started in game four. There was a reason that they benched him uh, in the postseason and finally gave up. And it panic moved, really. They started three different shortstops during the postseason. Um, by the time you get to the ALDS, you should have your, your defensive lineup pretty well set. And so they didn't. They, they knew it. And I think that part of it is they rely a lot on these defensive numbers, and they're obviously very – metrics heavy and and analytics heavy as is the rest of the league but and i've asked for clarification on this because yeah you mentioned the thing about ikf being a top three to five defensive shortstop and i said where are these numbers coming from and i guess what happens is some of these metrics if you make a great play that gives you more weight than if you just make the ball play on the ball hit right at you so if you're making these fantastic plays in the hole and we've seen ikf do it where he flags the ball down and throws out the guy at first and i guess you get more points based on that than if you just make the routine six four three double play uh but what's more important is making the fantastic play or making the ones you know a six four three with the game on the line so i guess that's where that comes from i feel like it's almost paralysis by analysis where you're just looking at the numbers on the page and not really what the eyes are telling you. Yeah, and we all know, you know, a guy can make a high level of difficulty play in the eighth inning of a game that you're up five going to win. Like, what does that matter? We need the routine plays. You know, I'm a football guy. Give me the receiver that catches the easy ones. I don't need the guy that makes the one-handed miraculous play then drops all the ones that hit him in the chest. Like, we need to convert first downs. We need the... The, the regular things to be regular and not be hard. So, all right, moving on from that, one more question for you. Actually, two, but quickly. Uh, Glaber Torres, do you think he'll be here next year? Do you think they figure out a way to move him? And then also with this outfield, I'm assuming Judge is in right. I'm assuming Bader is in center. But I am, I'm not expecting Benintendi to be here. I just feel like he's going to go to the highest bidder and the Yankees aren't going to be in a position to uh, outbid someone else for his services. I feel like he's literally one and done, one month and done. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm kind of the other way on Benintendi. I feel like there's a good shot of him coming back. I, uh, I think that he enjoyed his time in New York. He didn't. He knew it got cut short, but uh, the way that he really uh, worked his tail off to try and get back, uh, I know that he was very close to coming back for the ALCS, and then he had a setback. I think that um, he, he seemed to be all in. So I, I actually, um, you know, obviously a lot has to happen, and I think Judge has to be the first domino to fall, but I, I feel like he would be interested in coming back. And so... 
Um, I, I would put him in the maybe pile there. And as far as Glaber, um, you know, talking to him after game four, he was a little on the fence too about, I don't know if I'm going to come back. And I think that he'll never admit this, but I think it bothered him that he was so close to being traded to Miami at the deadline in August. They, they almost got Pablo Lopez for him. And um, I, I think that kind of wore on him. I think he went into a slump at, at a various point after that for a while. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, that probably hurt him um, to, to hear that your team is, is very close to moving you. And then at the last second, that fell through, and obviously he had to play out the rest of the year. So I think that he's not sure about what his future holds. But, you know, this takes us back to spring training of 2022 when it was like you have DJ LeMayhew at, at second, you got IKF at short, and you had Donaldson at third, and you had Rizzo at first. And I was like, where does Glaber Torres fit in? So if you're getting LeMayhew back healthy again, uh, I think Torres is you – can, you can definitely talk about moving Glaber. I think that would be on the table. Awesome. Brian, enjoy the rest of your night. Tell the family I say hello. Next thing you know, World Series is over, winter meetings, pitchers and catchers, and we're right back at it. Yeah, man, it goes fast. But I, I will tell you, Penny was very upset after game four. She, we were keeping track on, like, um, the brackets, you know, with the, the team logos, and we were crossing the teams off when they – when they lost and they were eliminated, when I told her, all right, it's going to be Houston and Philadelphia, she crumpled it up and she threw it in the garbage. She said, I don't want this anymore. So yeah, she was I, upset. I saw the video of her in the stadium. I feel bad. You know, she's like, we got to be loud. Like She's trying to get people into it. It's like, Penny, it's over. It's over. I know. Well, next there's always next year. Always next year. Thanks, Brian Hoke. Appreciate you, man. You got to keep seeing it. 877-337-6666. We'll com- continue the Yankees talk. We'll uh, take your calls. We'll, I guess, add on to, you know, what we haven't said. I'll, I'll look through some things that haven't been, been brought up yet. You know, I've been saying Benintendi, I think, is out of here. We don't know. But Hoke seems to think he comes back, man. And if that outfield has Benintendi, Bader, Judge, that's the best outfield in baseball. And then if they can get this infield right, imagine... Rizzo at first, DJ at second. I don't know, maybe Volpe at short, Peraza at third next year? A boy can dream. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.